You are listening to the Will Academy podcast. This is episode number 67. Hello and welcome. My name is Elizabeth Van Delden and once a week we talk to an industry expert from the wool industry supply chain from farm to fashion and beyond, delivering strategies and insights to be successful in wool and showcasing those beautiful stories wool has to tell. This podcast episode was recorded during the IWTO Wool Roundtable in Port Elizabeth in South Africa, where I had the chance to talk to Marion Tweeland from Norilia in Norway in person. Marion will tell you more about herself and I hope you enjoy our discussion. Welcome Marion, it's great to be talking to you here in the southern tip of South Africa or Africa and we already had two wonderful days of the Wool Round Table <laughs> and yeah, thank you so much for having the time to yeah. talk to me and yeah, I would like to get us started by you telling us a little bit more about yourself and the work that you do in the wool industry. Mm, okay, yeah, thank you for having me <laughs> and seeing me. Yes, my, my name is um, Marion. Marion Tvilan and I work in a Norwegian company called uh, Norilia and we are fully owned by a company called Nortura which is um, a farmer, Norwegian farmers uh, cooperative. Um, so the income uh, my company make they go back to uh, to the farmers and what we do is to handle all the byproducts from um, from the meat industry of Nortura making sure that all resources are utilized and creating as much value from these resources as, as possible um, in order to make the Norwegian agricultural sector as sustainable and profitable as, um, as possible. And we cover many areas, we have different uh, departments and two of them then being hides and skin and, and wool. So I'm the director of the wool department and what we do is to um, collect wool from the Norwegian farmers, uh, we grade the wool according to the Norwegian wool standard and we market and sell the Norwegian wool. So okay. that's surely <laughs> what we do. That's what you do. Okay, so the focus in Norway is mainly on meat and The industry is focused on meat and wool is a byproduct. That yes. But where you also trying to add value that yeah. goes back to the farm. Exactly. So, so the main um, yeah reason for having sheep is for you know producing uh, meat, but but the wool is then an important um, extra income from from the farmers and can make make a difference you know mm -hmm. on how profitable the business is. Yeah. And before we go maybe more into um, the, the wool and so on, tell us a little bit more about the Norwegian sheep and wool industry. Yeah. Well, how's um, it structured? Yeah, we in in Norway we have um, many sheep farmers. We have actually more than fourteen thousand wow. farmers, um, uh, and we have sheep farmers um, all over. The country in every every county, um, but the average flock is is very small. Um, actually, 75% of all farmers they have less than a hundred eaves um, during winter. So most farmers they have other income sources from the farm or they work uh, outside uh, from the farm. Mm -hmm. um, and also the work it follows the seasons. 
and during winter time the animals will be um, inside because of the cold and quite harsh um, weather and then in spring there will be uh, lambing season um, that will be like April beginning of May and then first animals will be or after lambing season they will be taking out and will be grazing at fenced land at, um, at the farm and then after a few weeks um, they will be taking up to the to the mountains to graze uh, up in the mountains um, yeah and um, I think it's uh, or we are proud to say that we are by far or Norway is by far the number one producer of wool in in the Scandinavian and um, during summer more than two and a half million sheep graze up in uh, the mountains and as the snow melts you know um, they will have access to fresh and nourishing grass uh, during summer um, and in Norway only you know a very small part of the land only three three percent of the land is actually uh, cultivated land but we have very large areas mm -hmm. that is very suitable for for grazing so um, both cattle and and sheep farming are very important sectors in Norway in order to utilize our own resources in order to produce um, produce food so yeah and then in autumn, end of August, beginning of September, um, then the sheep are taken down from, from the mountains. And um, that's sort of when the wool season starts. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So most farmers, they will share their sheep twice a year. So it will be in August, in, no, in autumn, in September, October. Yeah. And then again, before lambing season, uh, season starts in maybe, yeah, January, February. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I understand correctly, a lot of, of large parts of the Norwegian countryside is not suitable for cropping and growing things, but no. it's suitable for grazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of, you know, yeah, forest, but also what do you call it? Arable land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, where grazing is, is um, conditions are good, but where the land cannot be used for other purposes to produce food mm -hmm. yeah but it sounds like a nice life living in the summertime in the mountains oh, and I being think warm and cozy <laughs> in yeah. the wintertime i think it's it they they have you know their very nice uh, summer holidays up in the mountains <laughs> and then in winter they're kept inside and looking looking been looking after by the by the farmer yeah, yeah. and then so with those conditions what is the wool like what is the norwegian food what is it good for? Uh, How does it look like? Yeah, <laughs> well, mostly we have um, crossbred wool. Um, so about 75% of um, the clip is from, from crossbred. So it's, it's uh, coarser wool from 28 micron and you know, upwards. Um, we also have some local breeds um, uh, that have has the different type of wool with a um, double wool where you have the soft soft wool underneath and then the coarser um, wool on on the outside uh, so that's that's even stronger and and coarser and um, so we are very proud to have been awarded the nordic um, eco label the swan mark um, 
equivalent to the EU uh, flower for our uh, scoured wool. Um, I think it's confirming that Norwegian wool is very clean wool and that both the production and scouring is done very in a very environmentally friendly manner. Um, also, uh, animal health and animal welfare is, is very good. Um, in Norway, the amount of uh, antibiotics used for, uh, for livestock and sheep is very, very low. And I think that is showing that the health uh, status uh, for our animals is, is very good. And last but not least, our wool is known for being like strong, durable, having good crimp, very nice luster. So being suitable for a wide range of, of products. Yeah, and I heard that because of the very cold climate in Norway, um, you actually need much less or like no pesticides, which makes the wool also pesticide free. Yeah, so there's there's very little pesticides um, used in the production and and it has yeah there's very little pesticides um, used in the production um, and also um, because of uh, winter and the animals are kept uh, indoor and off the grazing land um, the grazing land sort of get the period of rest and when there is no animals uh, grazing and also the cold weather uh, helps you know for some of the um, yeah challenges that you might might mm -hmm. face yeah. yeah so they can regenerate very well uh, during that resting period and then be also more nutritious again yes yes okay that sounds amazing I heard um, is it true that Norwegian wool can also be very very long and some some of it that's from the um, uh, Norwegian uh, breeds, uh, you know, the particular local breeds mm -hmm. where the wool can be like, yeah, 20, 25, 30 centimeters long. Which so it's, it uh, it's difficult. Difficult to process. <laughs> difficult to process, yeah. And, but it's, uh, it's difficult to process, but it's um, very strong and very good for uh, um, um, weaving mm -hmm. and, you know, upholstery, very mm -hmm. strong upholstery. You can make upholstery that will last That's for decades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that brings me actually to the next question. So, what are the typical Norwegian, or what what kind of products does the Norwegian wool typically get manufactured into? Mm -hmm. So, upholstery is one. Yeah, uh, upholstery is uh, um, it's a big one, uh, and also for um, interior textiles like um, blankets and. Uh, pillows and you can also use it for um, like curtains and these kind of things um, also um, a lot is used for um, for yarn for hand knitting um, but also for um, uh, machinery uh, mm -hmm. what do you call it machinery uh, machine knitted, uh, machine -knitted mm -hmm. uh, garments mm -hmm. like sweaters and um, yeah accessories yeah um, and of also fashion um, textiles like coats and yeah sweaters and and also for our national custom the oh, yeah. the bunad yeah mm -hmm. the vadmel that is used for our national custom it's also uh, produced by by Norwegian wool men and women yes right yes so yes. it's a skirt I understand yeah so it's it's uh, or there will be many different ones from different parts mm -hmm. of the country but 
all of them will have um, will be made from from or at least parts of it made from the vodmel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we have to get a picture and put it in the show notes of the national. Yes. Costume. Yeah. Okay. I'll provide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, that actually leads us to the next step of the wool industry. So how is then the Norwegian wool manufacturing industry? Yeah, tell me a little bit how is it set up? Um, is there a lot of mm, we have n not a lot. Um, it used to be big, but now um, it's it's quite small. I think there is about maybe I think between two and three thousand people working in the textile industry, and um, but we have some spinning mills uh, making yarn, um, two big ones and one uh, smaller one, and we have uh, weavers. Um, um, very nice, making very nice upholstery and yeah, other uh, materials. So, uh, and you have some uh, smaller um, micro spinners and yeah, local companies. Yeah. Uh, but I understand that a lot of your wool actually gets scoured in the UK. Yeah. And then comes back. Yeah, we because there's not a scouring plant um, in Norway. So uh, we cooperate with our sister company, Curtis Wool Direct, um, in order to get the wool scoured. So it's scoured mm -hmm. in um, in Bradford, and then yeah, and then returns back. Yes. Okay, that's good. So about um, twenty percent of Norwegian wool is used by Norwegian um, the Norwegian textile industry, and then there the rest um, is yeah, exported. exported. Yeah. That's right. And those famous Norwegian sweaters. Yes. Are they some of them also done in Norwegian wool? Or Indeed. Is most of it more <laughs> softer wool. Yeah. No. Uh, some of them are made with uh, Norwegian wool. I think many companies they sort of have uh, a dual strategy of both having the softer with the merino, but also the traditional uh, Norwegian ones okay. with uh, yeah. And Norwegians can wear the more coarser wool. Are, are you like? born to wear coarse wool? Or uh, I think we are. <laughs> we're, we're so used to it. I think we we use a lot of wool uh, and we use a lot of wool for, you know, um, underwear and active wear, but that is often wool or uh, articles made from merino wool. But we also have a lot of sweaters and, you know, all that you need for being uh, outdoor and warm uh, during winter. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think it's always amazes me, and I've spoken to several people from Norway of the culture of using wool in Norway. It's mm -hmm. really unique and something I think we can all learn a lot from. And yeah, what also I find quite interesting is that you are relatively new to the wool industry. You've been yes. working in other areas before, so you bring a new perspective to the wool industry and you also have a, a very strong marketing background so I would like to know is there something when you now came into the wool industry where you think oh we could actually do this or that better or learn from other industries oh uh, yeah I, th I think um, two um, big trends and a lot of people have been talking about this you know is, is about um, traceability and um, and storytelling. So I, I think that uh, a lot of companies and industries are 
already doing that, uh, but I think we could do it even more. Uh, I think people would like to know um, where their wool comes from, and I think that will be an even stronger uh, desire in the future. So telling about uh, the wool and where it comes from and how it has been produced, you know, and letting people know about um, the origin and about the wool. Um, I think that's will be even more important um, in the future. Mm -hmm. And we have so many nice stories. It's been we've been talking about this uh, here in Port Elizabeth as well. You know, there's so many nice stories to tell. So we just have to start telling them. Yeah. And did you already witness a story in the Norwegian industry that you think oh that surprised you and you found amazing? Oh, is that? I don't know if it's surprised, but but that's what I. That's one of the reasons why I really like uh, working with wool because it gives you the opportunity to work within the whole value chain mm -hmm. and actually go back to the farmer and talk to the farmer and see how he raises his sheep and um, what he does and so uh, yeah. It hasn't really surprised me, but I really, I think that's that's really, really nice. And I think we just have to start telling those stories and making it personal and including those people um, having the sheep and producing the wool and letting them being seen. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And be part of the story. Uh, yeah. yeah. So bringing them from the end of the supply chain or let's say the beginning of the supply yeah. chain all the way to retail where the consumers can actually connect directly with the farmers. Then. Yes, I, I think that's, you know, mm -hmm. bringing the story alive, mm -hmm. sort of, yeah. Yeah, it's not just made somewhere in the factory, it actually has a really yeah. long story, yeah. Yeah, and lots, lots of people, yeah. lots of love and people having been caring about this mm. wool along the way. Yeah, and I think that's also what you and I experienced here at the conference, that we were able to talk to farmers and to see how passionate they are mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. understanding also what they deal with. Now some farmers here in South Africa say they they have to deal with like over 40 degrees uh, yeah. now and then in Norway they have to deal with very the opposite. Yeah, the opposite is cold, yeah. Degrees. Cold and so, wet, yeah. yeah. So that that yeah, are really tough t challenges and they're dealing with them every day. Yeah. So those are really amazing things. Well, thank you so much, Marion, yeah. for sharing um, with us uh, th some details about the Norwegian wool industry. I think we often talk about, you know, a lot about the South African and Australian wool industry, but it's also amazing to learn about smaller industries, but who are just as passionate about wool <laughs> as everybody else. Yeah. And where should our listeners go to find out more about the work that you do and about Norelia. Yeah, I think they could give me a call, they can <laughs> write me an email, but if they get to our uh, uh, webpage, www.norelia.com or .no, mm -hmm. they can find my contact details there and get in touch. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And do you have also social media accounts? No, we're not very good at not <laughs> social yet. media yet. Okay. Yeah. Well, soon uh, well, to soon, come. soon to it's come. It's on your to-do list. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Marion. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. And all the best for Norway and your wool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having mm. me. Thank you. 
Hopefully you enjoyed my little interview with Marion Tweeland from Norelia. If you want to find out more about Marion as well as about the Norwegian wool industry, just head on over to the show notes by visiting elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 067. Once again, elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 067. And all additional information that was mentioned in today's episode can be found there. If you are traveling in the next couple of weeks, make sure to download a few Wool Academy podcast episodes onto your smartphone. You can download this podcast from iTunes as well as from Stitcher. Thank you for listening. Talk to you again next week and bye for now.